0: Welcome back to Eco Talk. I want to thank our partners in this show. Earth Justice is the leading national nonprofit public interest law firm working to protect clean air and water, wildlife, and wilderness for all of us. Founded as the Sierra Club Legal Defense Fund in 1971, Earth Justice protects our environment by forcing government agencies and big industries such as timber, mining, oil, and gas interests to obey environmental laws. And we're going to welcome now to the show Joan Mulhern, senior legislative counsel with Earth Justice, here to talk about some recent administration efforts to undermine environmental protection of our nation's waterways and what we can do about it, in particular something coming up next week. Thanks for joining us, Joan.
1: Thanks for having me, Betsy.
0: I understand uh, this Tuesday coming up, the Supreme Court will hear two cases that could, in fact, undermine protection of the vast majority of our nation's streams, wetlands, ponds, and other waters. Don't we have the Clean Water Act in place for that?
1: Well, we do. For for over 30 years, the Clean Water Act has provided a baseline of anti-pollution safeguards for all of our nation's waters, large and small. Um, And, in fact, when Congress passed that law in 1972, it not only put in place these new anti-pollution programs but explicitly expanded the jurisdiction of the law in order to eliminate water pollution at its source, Um, which, of course, makes sense. If Smaller headwaters and streams uh, and wetlands uh, are polluted or destroyed, then the downstream waters will all be uh, harmed as as well. So in this case, the law that Congress passed matched the science, but now there are these cases that are going to be heard by the Supreme Court on Tuesday that uh, could unravel that because various industry interests are asking the court to uh, restrict the scope of the Clean Water Act only to large navigable waterways. That is, they're asking to be let off the hook for any water pollution that goes into uh, streams, ponds, uh, wetlands, and other waters that aren't big enough to support commercial navigation. That would be a radical rewriting of the Act.
0: And is there any legitimate reason why the Clean Water Act should be watered down, pardon the pun?
1: Well, no, there isn't any uh, reason why it, it, it should be watered down. So The law has been very successful. Um, Congress's intent has been effectuated through the law. Um, water pollution in the country has been significantly reduced, and although there still are um, impairments and pollution in some places, uh, the law has been very effective. And there's no reason legally either why the Supreme Court should um, should accept the petitioner's arguments that the, that the scope of the law should be read narrowly for the first time in, in 30 years. Um, but Um, They're trying to expand upon a a narrowly divided Supreme Court decision of several years ago uh, that said that certain isolated waters uh, may not get Clean Water Act protection under certain circumstances. However, in these cases, they're they're arguing that even where waters are hydrologically connected to each other, that they shouldn't be uh, protected any longer by the Clean Water Act. And I think they're hoping that the Supreme Court, uh, that this Supreme Court will uh, listen to those arguments.
0: Now, is the coal industry behind this uh, in their interest to do more mountaintop mining without any environmental uh, responsibility or with little environmental responsibility?
1: Well, the coal industry has certainly been uh, a longtime foe of the Clean Water Act. Um, These cases are primarily being brought by development interests. Both of the cases are out of Michigan and involve um, efforts to fill in and destroy wetlands adjacent to streams that flow into larger waters in the Great Lakes Basin. And the federal government in these cases uh, said that 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 development could not proceed without complying with the Clean Water Act, and so uh, the developers sued. But joining them um, in their lawsuit before the Supreme Court um, is the American Petroleum Institute, which is essentially arguing they should be able to spill oil into smaller waters and not have any responsibility unless the the water pollution eventually uh, pollutes uh, larger navigable waterways. Um, Croplife America, which is a trade organization representing the world 's largest pesticide manufacturers, various associations of sewage plant operators. so these are the kinds of things that we would see more of in our water sewage, pesticides, uh, oil spills. Uh, if these industries are successful in persuading the court to overturn decades of precedent. Uh, under the Clean Water Act and uh, narrowly restrict the scope
0: of the law. And Joan, I understand there's a couple of other newsworthy, noteworthy um, aspects of this. This will be the first case heard by Justice Samuel Alito and also um, perhaps by Chief Justice John Roberts as well?
1: It it is first oral argument for Justice Alito and the first significant environmental case um, for the new Chief Justice John Roberts. So, uh, yes, I think not only people concerned about clean water, but a lot of uh, Supreme Court watchers are going to be paying close attention to these cases for those reasons.
0: Now, we always like to ask, uh, what can we do about this? If we can have a voice, have a say somewhere, somehow, what would that be?
1: Well, one of the things that, that, that people can do can do in addition to just learning more about what's at stake in these cases because I think it's important. A lot of us take the Clean Water Act for granted and aren't really aware of how significantly these industries are are trying to weaken the law. Um, But there is legislation in Congress, um, both in the House and Senate, bipartisan bills that have been introduced that should the Supreme Court try to restrict the scope of the law, these bills could immediately... um, you know, fill any hole that's that's created by an adverse court decision. Um, and information about those bills and more information about these cases are all available on Earth Justice's website.
0: And you can give that out, but we'll also have it on our website. You can link to uh, theirs by going to www.ecotalk.net. But, Joan, if you want to give it a plug.
1: Sure. It's, it's just earthjustice.org.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. Nice and simple and quick. Thanks for joining us, Joan Mulhern. Thanks for pointing out something we should all be paying attention to next week. Joan is the Senior Legislative Counsel for Earth Justice. And in fact, EcoTalk, this program, is made possible by Earth Justice, the Union of Concerned Scientists, as well as the NRDC, also by our title sponsor, Pet Ecology Brands. I'm your host, Betsy Rosenberg, encouraging you to go out and have a great green week. Spread the word about EcoTalk.